Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupkin, and let the games begin. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fun and Gains podcast. This is Brittany Lupton, your host as always, and happy Wednesday, everybody. It is the best day of the week, and I'm so happy to be recording another episode. I, for one, cannot believe that it is almost April. My jaw is on the floor. Quarter one is over. The first three months, it should be spring, but here in Michigan, of course, it's not spring or even close to being springtime here, but hopefully it'll start warming up. With that being said, we are a quarter of the way through the year, which is kind of crazy and insane. I swear time flies so fast all the time. So I wanted to do a little check-in with you guys, and we're just going to be talking about how to build and structure your own workouts. I want to give you the tools so that you can feel confident in the gym. Of course, I have an app, and I also post a ton of workouts on all of my social media platforms if you ever need anything or inspiration. But I also want to teach you and just give you the tools. And even if you want to learn about, hey, why are workouts structured this way or what is most optimal, hopefully this podcast can answer a lot of those questions for you and give you the tools and confidence to hit the gym, hit your workouts, wherever that is, and also giving some alternatives, just kind of some one-on-one on exercise science. And yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode. I am recording this as my office is a disaster. What's new? But I'm packing for my trip to the UK, which is insane. I will be on a flight probably when this podcast is live for you. And I am so excited to go over to the UK. It's actually, I've never been there. I have been, you know, I was born in Germany. You've moved around there a lot. And when I was in college, my parents moved back to Germany. So I was able to spend the summers there and it was absolutely amazing. We'd go to France, we'd go to Poland, we'd go to um, Italy a lot when Darian and I were married. So it was really cool. Absolutely love Europe. So excited to go back. But I'm not going to lie, I'm really going to miss my family, so I'm trying to soak up all of the time with them and just give extra cuddles and snuggles. A quick family update, I feel like, or weekly update, I feel like I haven't done any of these much because I've done more of the word of the week, but a little quick recap update, some fun things that are going on because I don't like to share as many pictures as much of Vinny anymore. I just am a little bit paranoid with everything that's going on in the world and there's so many creepers and just whenever I feel like, okay, to to share, I will share, but I'm trying to limit that and just be a little bit more conscious and mindful of what I'm putting out there of my son. So I just want to share. We got Vinny a big boy bed. He has finally graduated from his crib and he is obsessed. We got the coolest bed from Ikea. You can like flip it and it'll become a bunk bed, but for now it is not a bunk bed. He's just like low on the ground, but it's so cool because we got in this like giant like fish tent thing. I don't, this is going to sound so weird. You'd have to just see what it looks like. Maybe I'll post a picture and he he loves it. Like every single night, he is so excited to go into his bed. He has been sneaking out. And one morning, Darian was gone at a CRNA conference and I wake up and Vinny's just chilling with me in the bed. And I'm like, Vinny, like <laughs> I must've been zonked last night. Cause how did you sneak your way into here? He has never, ever, ever done that. We, I like to help him learn like independent sleep to be able to, you know, feel comfortable in his own bed and it's also good for Darian and I to be able to sleep especially because we get up pretty early and Darian has to go to the hospital really early some days so that was kind of a fun surprise and it was cute because Darian wasn't there so I think he just kind of like cozied on in and it was so cute and fun and I love it I am soaking all of it up because I'm going to miss 
my family for a little bit of a time. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. It's it's all good. I am so excited and pumped about this Gymshark event, though. I have two panel talks, so kind of like many podcasts like this with a bunch of other fellow Gymshark athletes and women in fitness, which is going to be amazing. And then I'm also teaching a back and biceps workout, which I am so excited to get a pump. Like, let's go. And then there'll also be a meet and greet. So next episode, you'll hear probably a little recap of that. And I just love traveling. Darian and I love it. I wish they could come on this trip, but we've got a year left and then Darian's school is done and maybe he can start joining for fun things like this again. So the last little update is I have redone my office. How many times have I redone my office? You guys, so many. You're probably like sick of hearing about it. I don't know if I ever talk about it on the podcast or Instagram, YouTube, wherever, but I also bought like these closet build-ins and I just put them in my office and it is so cool. I am obsessed. I'm going to have to do a tour. I'm trying to also film like a YouTube pack with me video and also like showcasing the new closet, showcasing like a bunch of things like do a little mini Gymshark haul because there's some new releases. Like I'm trying to get that filmed before I go as well so I can upload that for you all and just have a little chit chat. So good things are happening and I'm in, I'm in good spirits, good hopes. Hopefully the sun keeps coming up and it gets warmer. Seasonal depression hopefully is going to start leaving and good things are on the horizon. So that's awesome. The initial thought of today's podcast episode, it came from, I kind of posted a more recent, like how I built my glutes, how I grew my glutes. That's on YouTube. And I also like to talk about it. And I'm like, I feel like there's some common knowledge that I know, but maybe not everybody knows about what exercises are the most optimal if you're looking for um, gains. So if you're looking to build, even if it's a lean build, okay, even if you're quote toned, that is still building muscle. Okay, that's just at a low body fat percentage. You are still building muscle though. So you need to be, you know, training a certain way. Or if you're going for strength, that's a little bit different training. And I just have been thinking like, maybe let me share a little bit more knowledge about this. And something that I know we've mentioned on the podcast before with guests and everything, but there are countless ways to train and I feel like a lot of times like if you're on social media people be like oh this isn't optimal well it might not be optimal for a certain training style but in my opinion right I believe any kind of movement is better than no movement any movement I don't ever want to tear somebody away from any kind of exercise this is not supposed to be intimidating this is supposed to be welcoming everybody is welcome no matter what stage phase of life you look at no matter what you look like Everybody is welcome to exercise, any kind of exercise too. So I just want to preface that there are, of course, different exercises that are going to be more optimal if you're training for strength. If you're going for strength, are you wanting to do 10 to 12 to 15 reps? Like, no. Okay, you're probably only going to be able to do more of one to five reps when you're going really heavy in training for strength versus bodybuilding, you're trying to do more, a little bit more volume. You still want it to be heavy and challenging, but you definitely want to do more than one or two reps. Very different training styles. Same with powerlifting, same with CrossFit, and same with just like functional hit everyday living. Like some people just want to move, feel good, and do it for a hobby. Just do it for their health, like Pilates, F45, just kind of group fitness classes and just fitness in general. But then also if you're trying to build and have certain aesthetic or physical goals, like that's fantastic too. There are definitely training styles to do for that as well. So the rule of thumb, basically, whenever you're doing a normal workout, you want to start with compounds. This is really your main lifts and these should come first. That way you are using your maximal effort and your maximal energy toward 
these lifts. If you don't know what a compound exercise is, it's any movement when you're using more than one muscle group at a time. The big main three that you probably have heard of or can think of are squat, dead, and bench. When you're doing all of those exercises, you are recruiting a lot of different muscles when it comes to each of those lifts. For deadlifts, you are firing up your glutes, your hammies, your entire core, all of those core muscles, your back, your lats, all of the muscles in your calves to even stabilize and strengthen you there, your forearms for gripping the bar. You are using so much effort and force when you are doing these compounds, same with squats, same with bench. And for example, with a squat, this one simple motion, it's gonna engage your core, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves, your hip flexors. And when you're doing the chest press, this upper body exercise, you're working your pecs, so your chest, your deltoids, which are your shoulders, and your triceps, so your arms. Also, of course, using your core to stabilize you. And if your feet are on the ground, of course, you are using your calf muscles to help stabilize you as well. So these bigger movements, you're recruiting so many more muscles versus an isolation exercise. And an isolation exercise is just working one specific muscle group for example, a bicep curl. So you've got compound exercises and isolation exercises, and you need both. You want to do both. Both are fantastic. They both have a time and a place, but you do want to start with compound movements, compound exercises, because again, you are recruiting a lot more muscles. So that's going to take a lot more of your energy away from you. And that's going to help you build and get stronger overall because you're working so many more muscles than you realize versus just doing an isolation of focusing on your biceps. The isolation exercises are fantastic for after you've worked on your compound exercises. And I wanna note, just because squat, bench, and deadlift are some of the most common compounds, there are way more than that. I don't feel like those are the only ones and then everything else is isolation. So compounds, again, working more than just one muscle group. So a lot of those, even Bulgarian split squats, you're recruiting a lot, you know, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, hip thrusts, glute bridges. Just think of the difference between compound and isolation. Isolation, again, is just one muscle group. So something that is only working your triceps, for example, tricep rope pull downs, right? That's just triceps, any kind of bicep curl that is just biceps when you're doing leg extension, hamstring curls. Those are examples of isolation exercises because they're just working that one targeted muscle group, which is fantastic. This is how we want to burn out. That's how you want to end your workouts, those more specific and isolation exercises to target your quads. You know, use the leg extension, your hamstrings for the hamstring curls, your biceps, your triceps to really hone in on those after they've already been used during your compound lifts. You're isolating them to give them a little bit more juice, build them just a little bit more. So whatever that target is, that's then when you put that into your workout. So start with compounds, use your energy for that, use your maximum force because, you know, those are typically even lifted heavier, right? You can lift more for a squat, more for a deadlift, more for hip thrusts because you're recruiting a lot more muscles than just a bicep, right? Like we're not bicep curling 225 pounds because that's just one muscle group versus compounds. Since you're recruiting a lot of energy and a lot more muscles, you can be stronger in those lifts. So start with those compounds and with isolations. That is basically how your workout should always be structured. That is absolutely fantastic in the way to do it 101. Whenever you're going to work out, you'll see all of my workouts are done that way. That's why I end on the leg extensions. I will end on hamstring curls or I will end on a good bicep blast, something like that. 
You guys already know I talk about this so much, but start with a warm-up. I probably should have started with that one in the podcast, but I feel like everyone would have just stopped listening because of how much I talk about mobility and warming up. Please start all of your workouts with that. That is the beginning and that is so crucial before you get into any of these lifts. You want your body to go through a lot of these movement patterns before you start adding weight. You want your body to be prepared and even your mind. A warm-up is great for your mental state to be able to really hone in, get your mind and body working together. That way you can have the most effective workout, the more intensity and intention you're bringing to your workout. Again, you're going to get more out of it. So your warm-up can look a couple different ways. Sometimes I I will like to start with an inclined walk. I usually will like to do this if I need to really get my mind clear. I need to spend a little bit extra time. There's something I need to take care of as soon as I get to the gym. Sometimes, honestly, I shouldn't bring work into the gym, but I will answer a couple DMs because I've got 10 minutes or I will reply to comments. I'll post something like I, I will try to work or answer emails while I'm on the treadmill <laughs> warming up sometimes, which I probably probably shouldn't do, but I do that sometimes. And then I will go into my dynamic warm-up. That is the most important part of a warm-up. And if you don't know, you want to start your workouts with dynamic exercises with a dynamic warm-up instead of static stretching. Again, I've talked about this so much on the podcast, I feel like, but if you're new, dynamic is bringing movement to the muscle. So you're putting your body into certain movement patterns. You are stretching your muscles, but also keeping your heart rate up, increasing blood flow, and getting your body up and moving instead of sitting down, holding a stretch for 30 seconds, and then moving to another one. It's much more effective for you to get your body moving, to get your heart rate up, to get blood flow circulating, and to really prep yourself for your workout. I also love to include some mobility in my routine. So I will do like deep squats. I'll do knees over toes, help my ankles, my knees, my hips. Always include a dynamic warm-up. I have those all over my app. They're all over YouTube. They are all over Instagram. They're all over TikTok. Throw in a good five minutes of dynamic exercises, some mobility work before every workout. Sometimes mine goes into 10 minutes depending on how tight I am. If I'm extremely tight, I will foam roll. That can be another great way for you to warm up. You can also foam roll at the end and cool down. But you always want to, first and foremost, warm up. Then you will start with your compounds. Then you will end with isolations and then you will do a cool down. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, hang out with friends, go out? I feel like a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, well, time for what? If our time was unlimited, how would we use it? What would be the best way to squeeze in that special thing into your schedule that is so important to you and make that a priority? Well, therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I know that therapy can be extremely beneficial. Just have another person to talk to, talk through things, get to the bottom of feelings that we might not know that we're having, and it can lead us to feel empowered to be the best version of ourselves. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Brit. A cool down again can be anywhere between two to 10 minutes. 
however much time you have, just foam roll. If you've got a little bit extra time, do a little bit of stretching. If your legs are super sore, your back, your upper body, your body is going to thank you for taking care of it in advance. So show it some kind love and affection for putting you through an intense workout. I'm always like, I thank my body for what it's done for me today because that was brutal. So now that you know, start to finish, again, you're going to start with a warm-up, dynamic exercises, you're going to move into your compound exercises, isolation, and then you will end with a cool down. Some other things that you can add into there are bilateral movements and unilateral movements. I feel like that's something that we can talk about as well. If you don't know what those are, a unilateral movement or exercise is basically something completely involving one limb. So a single leg squat, a Bulgarian split squat, a static lunge whereas a bilateral exercise is using both so squats deadlifts anytime anytime you're using both arms lateral raises you know you're not just doing one single arm you're using both sides so bi for two uni for one unilateral bilateral that'll be like an easy way for you to remember it it's nice to mix it up. So for example, if I'm doing a leg day, sometimes I will like to do hip thrusts and deadlifts. Both of those are going to be bilateral. And then I'll say, oh, I want to add in like a single leg to just work on something a little bit more specific. It also helps put a little bit more tension on one specific leg at a time. So I'll do Bulgarian split squats, right? Unilateral, that is focusing on one leg muscle at a time. Or another example is sometimes I'll like to warm up with pull-ups. And then later on in the workout to work lots again, but not do a lot pull down. That is the same exact thing that I kind of did as a pull up. I will do single arm lat pull downs. So I'll use one of those machines where you can single out your arm one at a time. Sometimes that's fun to mix it up. And that kind of leads me into another point of there are so many variables where you can do the same types of movements, but add very small tweaks to make it a little bit different. That way you're not getting bored and doing the exact same exercise every single time. For example, it is fantastic and it is extremely important that you know if you're looking to build, you're doing hip thrusts every week, you're doing deadlifts every week, you're doing squats every week, you're throwing in your Bulgarian split squats, you're throwing in your shoulder press, your pull-ups, your lat pull-downs, your chest press, lateral raises, like you're throwing it all in. But sometimes after four weeks, after a month of doing the exact same thing, you're like, ooh, I need a little bit of variety. How can I kind of mix it up? And that comes into, again, focus on doing the same movements, but you can make very small tweaks. So instead of doing barbell deadlifts, you're doing some RDLs with dumbbells. Or instead of doing barbell hip thrusts, you're doing hip thrusts with a dumbbell on your lap. You're using a resistance band. You're throwing in some B-stance hip thrusts. You're throwing in some glute bridges. That way you're still getting the same effects, you're still doing the same exercises, but you're tweaking them just a little bit so that, again, training is fun for you, there's a little bit of variety, but you're still going to get results because you're doing the same exercises, you're just making it a little bit more fun, you're sprucing it up. You don't have to do these crazy, crazy exercises, just swap it out. Do barbell lunges one week, do dumbbell lunges one week, do pulsing lunges the next week. If you're in a place where you are really struggling with enjoying your workouts, sometimes I can do the same stuff for four weeks, eight weeks, 16 weeks, and then I'm like, oh, let me mix it up a little bit here or there by still doing the same movement patterns, just again, throwing in a lot of different variables, back squats, goblet squats, sumo squats, pulsing squats, pause squats. Like there are so many different varieties when it comes to your workouts. So you don't have to get bored, but you're still doing the movement patterns to get the results. I will say again, 
keeping to the same program and not mixing up too much too often, you will get better results because you are sticking to it and that way you can really perfect things. So make sure you are staying consistent with your squats, your deadlifts, your hip thrusts. If you're ever having, you know, a one-off session or really you just are in a rut, yeah, you can mix it up with those. But I don't want you to feel like you need to do something different every single week. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are ways you can get creative if you're starting to get bored. But Sticking to a good structured program and making sure you're doing back squats, that's how you're going to increase that weight if that is, again, your goal. If you're looking to help get stronger and to progress in that way, you need to keep doing your barbell squats, your deadlifts, your hip thrusts, your bench press, whatever it is. You need to keep doing that. That way, on those lifts, your body is routinely able to get stronger and to keep pushing yourself more on those. And then the fun comes in when it comes to your isolation exercises. There are a ton of ways to do bicep curls or there are a lot of, you know, single leg step ups or Bulgarian split squats. Those are a little bit more, you can add a little bit more spice and fun in that sense if you want to. For bicep curls, you can do them on the cable. You can do cable bicep curls, cable hammer curls with the rope. You can do dumbbell hammer curls. You can do alternating hammer curls. You can do alternating bicep curls with dumbbells. You can do easy bar bicep curls. You can do spider curls. You can do straight bar bicep curls. Like literally there are so many different variations of bicep curls that you can do to throw in. That is more of what I am saying. I just want to make sure you're not like, oh, Brittany says I need to do something different every single week. No, but there's a lot of ways that you can add different isolation exercises to make it fun. That way, the beginning of your workout is going to look pretty much the same. Maybe the first three exercises will be pretty solid every single week, making sure, hey, these are the ones I want to get stronger, I want to get better at. And then at the end, that's where you got to add in the fun. You can do tricep extensions, you can do skull crushers, you can do tricep kickbacks, you can do, there's like a million different attachments you can do. So, you can get really fun and have fun with your workouts again. Don't forget that it is so important to enjoy what you do because that's going to help you keep coming back to stay consistent to get results. Now I'm going to jump into talking a little bit more about our workout split. So what you're working each day and chat about how to maybe create your own workout split outside of just talking about what the workout itself should look like. So the first things first, you got to pick how many days a week you want to work out and be realistic with this, okay? If you've never worked out a day in your life, don't say seven days a week. Like that's going to be hard. I'm not saying you can't do it. I would never ever say that, but I would say I want you to be realistic so that that way you can keep building on your confidence as you keep showing up for yourself. So you can start small by saying one, two, three days, four days, five days, six days, whatever it is for you. Make sure you have one rest day. Okay, like six days max, people. Like we are not training for the Olympics. We are not Olympians. Maybe you are. If you're an Olympian listening to this, you want to be on the podcast. But most of us, again, we're doing this to be healthy. We're doing this to have a good lifestyle. We have some goals in the gym. We have maybe some physique goals, maybe wherever we are in life, like we got goals. I got that. So create however many days a week you want to go to the gym. And then you're going to then assign however many days a muscle group to each day or what you would like to work each day. Now, again, you don't have to go to the gym if you're going four days. It doesn't have to all be gym days. You can take a Pilates class one day. You can do yoga one day. You can swim you can run. You can really just add in whatever you want. Or if there's a specific class at your gym that you're like, oh, I love taking this class on Wednesday, like 
pencil that in, put that in, assign each day to whatever movement you want to do, whatever kind of exercise you want to do. A couple examples for workout splits. If you're doing four days a week, you could do two upper, two lower. That is very common for me. So for the two upper days, I will do pull and push. If you don't know what push is, push is chest, triceps, and shoulders. So any of those muscle groups, and I work all of those together, they do complement each other really well because, again, when you're doing chest press or incline chest press, you are working your chest and your shoulders. So I love to group those together. And then also triceps when you're doing chest press, you're also working your triceps. So just throw that in. You know, those are more of those accessory exercises, those isolation exercises that you throw in at the end because your triceps are a little bit of a smaller muscle compared to your pecs and your delts. So normally I'll burn out on tricep exercises at the end of that to make sure I target that specifically. And always throwing in some shoulders, some lateral raises. We always want to grow those boulders. So a good push day or a pull day, you can break it up like that. So pull then is going to be back biceps and I personally like to throw in rear delts on this day but again rear delts that is part of your shoulders just your anterior shoulders so that part in the back again you can throw that in if you want to on push day but I like to do it on pull because I do cable flies or rear delt flies and that is more of a pulling movement when it comes to the lower body what I will typically do is break it up into glutes I'll throw in a little bit of glutes on both days honestly and then I'll just do a glutes and hamstrings and then like a glutes and quads so if I'm doing glutes and hamstrings I'm doing deadlifts I'm doing hip thrusts those are my main heavy hitters I'll do step ups I'll do bulgarians I'll do sumo squats I'll do deficit reverse lunges those are great for the glutes and the hamstrings and then if it is a more glute and quad day I will do back squats or I'll do front squats. I will do goblet squats. I'll do the leg extension. I could do leg press. That is typically what I like to do to break up those leg days. If it's five days a week, I like to do three lower and two upper. My three lower are a lot easier. So each leg day, I have one of the compounds. So my main focus will be squats, deadlifts, and hip thrusts, each on one separate day. And I am really, really focusing on putting a lot of time and attention on those and trying to increase my strength and lift more and heavy. So that first exercise, I'm doing a lot more reps and I'm doing a lot more sets because I want to increase that. Not as much reps, (laughs) less reps because I'm going more for strength. So lower reps. But anyways, that is how I would break up five and a four day split. If you're doing three day, I've done a push pull legs. I've done two legs and one upper and just throw it all in together because I know a lot of girls don't like to work chest. So just forget about chest. You can do back, biceps, shoulders, and triceps. I know that's a lot, but you can just mix and match how you want to do that. Or you could do three full body days where you're rotating between that. There are so many options when it comes to your workout split. I hope that that gives you some ideas. Again, if you want more further clarification or actual programs to follow, I do have an app that is helpful. You can do a seven-day free trial, see if it's something you like. I have so many programs on there. But again, I want you to feel comfortable and confident knowing how to create your own workouts as well and also just kind of explain why my workouts look like the way that they do. So now if you have questions about reps and sets, how many to do. So if you're going for hypertrophy, which is building muscle, the sweet spot is going to be three to four sets, anywhere between six to 12 reps. Six is a little bit low, but I really like that because it can show you can still really push yourself for strength when it comes to that. 
So you know you got to be lifting heavy. If you're looking for muscular endurance, if that's if that's your goal, you're going to do more like two to three sets in that 12 to 20 rep range. So you're going to be fatiguing your muscles in a different way because you're doing higher reps. Still needs to be a challenging way even though you're going for endurance. And then if you're doing strength, so power, you're really, really lifting heavy, you're going to do more three to five sets two to six reps per exercise. So you're not doing many repetitions at all because it is heavy and you're using maximal energy and force when it comes to each of your lifts and you take a lot of rest, like a lot of rest when you are lifting heavy because you're doing less reps and you want as much power and force going into every single rep that you are doing versus, you know, you're trying to get to 10, but you're trying to get to four and your weight is like double the amount. And honestly, I just think it's so cool how there are so many different training styles and I'm always so inspired by seeing people who are into powerlifting and people who are into strength training and just lift these massive loads. Like it is so inspiring and I love it. I also love people who are really into bodybuilding and hypertrophy and just getting an amazing pump and like they've put so much time and effort in their physiques. I'm like, Let's freaking go. I love that so much. And I also love everybody who is a beginner who is showing up and saying like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable in my skin right now, but I belong here just as much as anybody else. And I'm going to keep fighting for that. And I know someday I will get there. And then everybody who's in the middle, who's in the intermediate phase, who's like, I've been going. I love this. This is my life. I'm trying to chase after these goals. Like I just love the gym so much because everybody's there to try to be better. And it's just so cool that even as an adult, like we can still go somewhere, be active. We can have some goals. We can push ourselves in new ways mentally and physically. And and I think it was in the last episode with Darian, I was talking about how like this is a craft. Some people like, I, I've always felt so lame, but people are like, what are you good at? And I'm like, in my brain, I never ever say this out loud because this is so embarrassing. But I'm, like, I'm good at the gym. Like that is one place where I know I could walk in and be like, yeah, I know what to do. And I don't know, there's something about having that confidence. And I just want to instill that in you that you can have a little bit more confidence when you're going into the gym, when you're going into your workouts. And oh, wait, let me talk about um, like drop sets, super sets, maybe pyramid sets, some other like things that you can add into your training. Okay, okay, I love to end on drop sets. So I'll say this like in the end of my Instagram post, like, oh, last set, drop set or whatever. Basically, a drop set is, let's say you're doing shoulder press with 50s, okay? We're doing shoulder press for 50s. We can only get two to four reps. That's insane. Like we did as many as possible. We went unto failure, okay? You're going to failure with the first weight that is extremely heavy. You will then reduce the weight. You can do a 10-pound decrease. You can do a 20-pound decrease. And if you want to do like three drop sets, like you'll do a little bit less so that you can have more. Sometimes I will just drop it once. So for example, if I started with 50s, I will drop to 30s, burn out, do as many as I can, and then I could drop it to like 20s, burn out, do as many as I can. That is an insane drop set. That's actually very helpful because the first set with 50, you went until failure, but you could only do maybe one, maybe two reps. You drop out, oh, maybe with 30s, you can do five to six reps. Then you drop to 20s, you can get uh, seven to eight reps. You are, that is a fantastic method to, help you just get so much stronger and help just build like crazy. I love doing drop sets and it's easier on cables, like drop set that thing so much. Do some freaking lat pull downs, drop set that. Okay, go with your body weight. Do like, you know, 150. You're doing that. You get two, three reps. Okay, that's actually pretty heavy. I Like, you know, I'm eight, eight. We're just, we're just throwing it out there. I 
then we're dropping it down to 70, doing as many as we can, dropping it down to 50, doing as many as we can, or even seated rows. I love to do that. Bicep curls, like push yourself, go to failure safely, safely, safely. Okay. Don't be afraid of that. Push yourself, drop the weight and keep going. That is just so, so good to challenge and test your mind, your body and your muscles. And you're putting extra stress and an extra load on, which is really going to help you out. I think I said superset and compound set. I know I've talked about this before. Superset is doing two exercises back to back with no rest. And they're supposed to be alternating or opposing muscles. Sometimes I will be doing like bicep curls with the back. Sometimes I'll be recruiting biceps during the back. So is that a true superset? Like no, but I will still call it a superset. A true quote superset is going to be like a buys and a tries, your quad and your hamstrings, you know, if you're supersetting those two, but technically air quotes, you know, a compound set would be, oh, I'm going to do walking lunges and two sumo squats because eh, you're still, you know, using your legs, but I'll just call it superset to be informal everybody knows that better than a compound set so that's just doing two exercises back to back no rest and then you will rest after you've completed that and repeat that for the full amount of sets that you are doing that is just a great way to help you save time in the gym and sometimes it's really fun to superset honestly Next up, let's talk about a pyramid set. So this is basically whenever you see a workout and I'll say like four sets of 10, 8, 6, 4. That is a pyramid, right? We're starting at the top. We're doing more reps. And then as we get down, we're doing less reps, but our weight has significantly increased. So basically each of those sets, you're decreasing your reps and you're increasing the weight that you're using. Because you're increasing the weight that you're using, your reps are going to go down because it's a heavier load and you're probably not going to be able to do as many. This is a great way to help you with progressive overload, to help you get stronger, to help you build, get your results. Throw this in there. Like push yourself. You don't need to always do three sets of 10. I mean, that's fine if you do that, but do the first set of 10. If that was too easy, increase your weight. If you can get 10 with that, still, you better increase your weight more. Okay. Once you get to the point where you're like, oh, eight was so hard. Great. Increase again. Oh, I can get six now. Great. Increase again. Now I can get four. Like you are going to get so freaking strong. Yes. That's what we want. So that's a great tool and a great way to do it. Like you don't always need to do three sets of 10. It's okay to go past failure. It's okay to go to failure. That's okay. And I feel like, you know, try that. Throw it in there. See how you feel. And of course, always be safe and make sure you warm up. Make sure you stretch. Make sure your body's feeling good. Listen to yourself. Listen to your body. But sometimes you got to get out of your head and push yourself just a little bit more in a safe manner to really just mix things up. Kick yourself. Show yourself what you can do this week. That is your challenge. And I, I honestly think I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. I feel like that is everything that I really wanted to talk about when it comes to creating your own workouts. I hope that this was really helpful and informative. And if you have any more questions, let me know. But your challenge, again, increase that weight, bump that weight up. This is your weekly reminder. You better be lifting heavy or else your girl Brittany's going to come and get you. So I wish we could work out together because I'd be like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm so excited for next week. And I'm excited to give you guys a little recap of the Gymshark Manchester event. And Yeah, I just love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for every single review, every comment, every like, like anything you do to show support. It means so much to me. 
truly i just love you guys so much and i hope you have the best week with that being said i'll talk to you all next week for some more fun and games bye you're listening to the fun and games podcast with your host Brittany lupton thanks for listening to another episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review this podcast and we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games bye Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.